0: The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during this or any broadcasts belong solely to our guests or our hosts. These broadcasts do not represent or reflect the views of their employers, sponsors, or affiliated organizations.
1: Welcome to the Flipboard EDU podcast with your host, William Jeffrey, where we collaborate, communicate, and educate with the greatest educators in the world on Flipboard. Let's start the show. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey. I have the fortune of working with many talented people throughout my career. One that stands out for me is Patience Edwards, who was a fresh, vibrant third-grade teacher when I met her. At that time, she was one of the best teachers I had ever seen. Charismatic, well-organized, and eager to learn anything that would change the lives of her students. This dynamic young educator excelled in the classroom back then and now in her new role during COVID-19. In this episode, we talk with Patience about blooming where you are planted, career changes, and when is the right time for you to spread your wings in education. We also dialogue about how she is impactful outside of the classroom, supporting teachers and other capacities. Simply put, when you finally figure out your why, you'll need a vision to execute the how. And that's something that Patience has done with ease. So, like we always do about this time, let's collaborate, communicate, and educate with the best educators in the world right here on Flipboard EDU Podcast. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey, and I'm here with an amazing guest. And before I get started, I just I just want to thank you for finally saying yes, Ms. Patience Edwards. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me, Mr. Jeffries. I am glad to be here.
1: Excellent. Now, Patience, you can do me a favor. Tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself.
0: My name is Patience Edwards, and I am in the education realm. I initially started off as a teacher. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri kindergarten through fourth grade, relocated here to Houston, Texas and Fort Bend ISD. And that is where I met you, William. You're my digital learning specialist. I worked one year at an elementary campus and then I switched over to the EDGE program at Briargate, and I was a master teacher there for four years. I worked there and then I transitioned over into work as an educational consultant for teacher creating materials. But while I was teaching, I always had a desire to work outside of the classroom and work with students extensively in areas of concern. I started a tutor. Company, Brain Buzz Tutoring, about five years ago. And I did that alone until it just became a lot of my plate. During COVID, I
1: went ahead and scaled out. I hired some tutors, and here I am. I just recently relaunched as Brain Buzz Tutoring. I want to go back to when when I met you. How long were you a teacher by the time I met you?
0: By the time you met me, I was a teacher for about 11 years. However, it's levels to this. I have to say that I evolved as a teacher. My first, I guess, one to three years, I was what you would think a teacher should be. Cookie cutter. I needed to wear my hair back in a bun. I felt like I needed to have my glasses. I felt like I needed to stay inside of it And then thanks to other influences, I went to another campus. The PTA was heavily involved. The students came knowing things. So everything was great. And then I went to another campus where the demographics were different. There wasn't as much parental involvement and the students came with deficiencies. And then I learned there we needed to really give our students prescribed education. We need to be intentional we were doing and so that was another part of my teaching so that was like then when I got to Houston I was at Quo Valley and I worked with Mr. Cleveland Luton I know you're familiar with him and that was the first time I really had a work partner where we were just like we tag team so then I taught there and that was a great experience and then when I went to Prior Gate I became a whole different teacher so it's level to this.
1: Yes. Now, the reason why I asked that question is because I was thoroughly impressed with you and Cleveland Muton. As a matter of fact, I have never seen two more dynamic teachers. And I thought that you guys were so young. And to say you were teaching 11 years at that particular point, I used to look forward to come to you guys' classroom and just see how you guys were interacting with the students. It was amazing. Now, I think I told you that back in the day. Yeah. But it's one thing about being a coach. I can recognize talent when I see it.
0: I'll definitely say And we were just as impressed with you, with students and education, traditional educational classroom settings was just lecturing. And when you came and you integrated technology into the classroom, that was amazing. Coming from my previous districts in St. Louis, Missouri, there was a lady by the name of Kelly Gilchrist, and she was a technology guru. And so everything she did, I wanted to learn. So when I came to Fort Bend and I saw you and Sarah, I forget Sarah's last name, I was like, oh my God, I need them in my life. Showing us all this amazing things and how to incorporate in the classroom. And that was my thing. When I went into education, I wanted to be the type of teacher that I want.
1: Hey, thank you. I'm going to have to save that for when, when I'm low. But uh, hey, I was so proud of both of you dynamic educators and Cleveland has moved on to become a principal. He was being teacher of the year. I think he's now principal of the year. He on my Facebook. I need to interview him too. I was
0: trying. <laughs> I was going to surprise you with the guest.
1: Okay. Next time. Next time. I'm going to definitely going to get y'all together and hopefully we can get back. What motivated you to leave the classroom and start your own business?
0: So I was in education. I have my master's and initially I thought I wanted to be a principal, but through my educational experiences, I realized that my passion wasn't necessarily to be a principal, but it was to support teachers and support students and support our parents. I knew that I still wanted to be connected with them and I didn't want to be on the policy side so much. I know principals they have to deal with a lot of policy. They have to deal with a lot of things in addition to teachers away from the students. And so I started looking at how can I still make money, but not be a principal. And I just started exploring different careers. And so tutoring, I just did that. That was just out of just something. I was really passionate about. I went into educational cells because I had encountered pharmaceutical sales reps and medical reps. And I was like, oh man, I love people. I love interacting with people and talking and meeting new people. So I said, I'll do that. Once I found out that I could sell what I'm using to teach and still connect with teachers and use my background um, to connect with different schools and help, I was, I want to do this. So I I went on LinkedIn. I I researched the the career that I wanted to do, that particular industry, found some people, sent some messages, and now I am an educational sales consultant and for teacher creating material in addition to i'm the founder of brain
1: Bus. i'm just so impressed with you as i always was when i first met because it's it's one thing to see teachers in the classroom who are going to be great at something and it's like with students especially in the support role and i know you probably recognize that as well is that you see so much in so many different people and you're just so glad to see that now when that tree is mature now that fruit that you're producing people can go and get it from you. So I'm I'm very proud of you. I want you to know that. With your business and just leaving the classroom, did you have a support system or you was a baby bird? You just took off flying. How did that work?
0: You know what? I will say that I was like a baby bird and I took off flying. And I've always been like that. Even when I was leaving St. Louis to come here, people were like, you're just going to go to Houston. And let me tell you what happened. I ended up leaving St. Louis. It could have been about negative five degrees wind chill pumping gas in my car and my family was coming to Houston for Thanksgiving the next day. I had on an ankle-length coat and it was a shivering cold. We got on the plane and we got off and it was 85 degrees. People were swimming in their pools, jogging down the street and I was like, "Who would not choose this?" So at that moment I made the decision to move to Houston. So I looked up the job fair and People had told me Fort Bend ISD is a great day. So I applied there and I went. And Nikki, I interviewed a lot of people, but Nikki Spears from Quill Valley, she was like, I like you. I'm in Hollywood. And that was that. So all I knew, I went to Houston. I visited. I loved it. I applied and I was here. And people were like, you're just going to do that? And I did. So in addition to that, with teaching, when I was at Quill Valley, we were like, you just going to leave and go over to the campus that you're going to. You got it made here. And that's always been my thing. I don't do anything traditional. Like, I'm unconventional, so I was like, yes, I always love training, so I went and did that. Yes, to answer your question, leaving the classroom, as a teacher, sometimes we feel confined. We feel like we don't have any other skills but what we've been doing, and it's hard to say. I get out of this. I was always one to ask questions, to meet people, to interview people, and so once I found out about this position, I reached out to someone and said, hey, when it comes to my resume, how do I fix this, and how do I tweak it to go where I need to go? Because you know, William, is that we possess a lot of skills anyway. We have people skills. We have prevention skills. We, we can multitask. We can eat lunch. We can do so many right. different things. And once people highlight that, you're like, okay, so I lead. I leaped and going into sales was something new and I've enjoyed it since and I want to be there to share with other educators that you are not limited or you are not confined to this box. We possess so many skills and abilities that we're unaware of and that we don't know is important yes, I was like
1: a, a, a bird that just leaped out and just tried something. Excellent. So th- let's talk about leaping. And what brought me to find you on the show with Facebook friends, I forgot about you, whatever. So I'm scrolling down on Facebook and I see this video and I am captivated by the what you're sharing on the video. And I just want to make sure I don't misquote it. But basically what I th- got from it was that you have never wanted to be in front of a camera and i was like what as dynamic as patience is she don't want to be in front of a camera so let's talk about that
0: okay so i'll share and i didn't even realize a lot of people struggle with it but anxiety i have anxiety i love people I love talking to people and meeting people, but just that initial that initial thought, I'm really anxious and sometimes I get in my head. However, I've always felt, especially now, I feel like I'm like the educational plug for administrators and teachers and I have solutions for students and I have a tutoring company and I also sell curriculum. So I feel like I'm sitting on gifts and great resources and I can't let the fact that I have anxiety get in the way of that. And I wanted to overcome it. I happened to be on Facebook and Brandy, she was a a master teacher at another campus within the district, but she's gone on to write a book. She shared a post that was just saying, just let people see who you are and be candid. Let them see more of your personality. Let them hear your thoughts and things like that. And it was a little more, but I'm probably finished short. That just really stuck with me because I felt like I'm always so professional and I'm always so what do I think? people want to hear? What do I think people want to see? That's always what I post. But I was like, I need to connect with people more and just be a little more candid and just, I'm not just saying get on there and while out, but I am saying, let them see me, let them hear who I am, let them know what I can offer. And I was more concerned about people saying, Oh, she's a consultant, she's trying to sell me something, she's trying to do this, oh, she's trying to get us to buy this. But you know I like what I'm trying to do. So if if you don't know that and I'm not doing my job of sharing that, then I'm really I'm not serving my purpose and I'm not helping others. So I wanted to overcome my fear and I
1: also wanted to share these great resources that I'm sitting on. Here's my philosophy. My philosophy is that inside of every seed, there's a forest. If you put that seed in the right environment and give it the three things that it needs, which is sunlight, water and soil it's going to grow into a forest. What I saw was a forest of, of what you were doing because you overcame a fear. And as an educator, that's what we have to do with students. We have to get students to the point to where they are sharing so that they can grow. And so from that experience, you don't know how much that blessed me. To say, okay, because here I am on a podcast and also I'm also struggling with some things. Should I take this into the video realm? Am I really doing too much as an assistant principal? I have an international podcast. It's a kind of different thing. So that right there was powerful to me because you were sharing your fruit, being the person that you are and allowing people to see you and your vulnerability, which causes other people to take those risks as well
0: you saying that like greatly so thank you so much and you'd be surprised how many people reached out after that once I did it I was like oh it's gone oh my gosh and I haven't made a video yet again but I have one coming soon but so many people were moved from that and I think going back to what you said that you're an assistant principal so you have all this going and you're wondering if you're doing too much we get so conditioned to stand in our lane and then if we're in our lane we function one way and we think one way and we act one way and I think it's great that people like you and I and others, we step outside of the box because then we allow people to see things that we didn't even know were possible. Who would ever think that an assistant principal, we know how busy you guys are. We know how busy you guys are. So for you to be able to do this, to be able to get the guests, have the content, and do your job is that. In addition to all the other things that you've done in the past, we like we create different lanes and let people know that you're not limited to just that. I'm glad that you acknowledge that, and I'm also glad that I was able to do that because, like I said, so many people reached out and messaged me and thanked me for doing that, and I didn't even realize to see that I was cleansing.
1: Yeah. Also, this is a thing for, there are some teachers, let's just be real. There are people who need to leave the classroom. Okay, it comes a point to when if you are a seed and you put your seed in that right environment, sometimes the classroom is not the right environment for you to create your forest. So what advice would you give to a teacher who's taught when it's their time to find the right environment so that their seed can become a forest?
0: I'm going to say, number one, I would just pray. I would just pray and then just really dig deep to try to find your purpose and your passion, because. Everybody would do something for free if they could and just figure out what that is and then figure out how can you take what you've done in the past and tie that to where you want to go. So you're absolutely right. I've worked with teachers before in which it was time, it was time to give it up. But they were so dynamic in other things, organizational skills. They were amazing. Just being able to present to someone, writing letters to someone, just so many different things. So I would just challenge them to not feel confined and limited and just explore different options and ask people ask around and just look at different things that they can do. But um, not feeling confined, that is my thing because it ultimately hurts our students. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be there. They don't want you there. Nobody wants you there. Your administrator doesn't want you there. So do what's best and try to figure out the purpose-driven life.
1: Yeah, find your purpose. And man, don't get me started on purpose, man. That's my thing. I jump (laughs) off into purpose. We have a mutual friend who is a mutual mentor. I think he may mentor us both. I don't know. but Dr. Michael Mills right yeah yeah But yeah. said i don't know where i'd be straight up so definitely yes definitely got to give him his props so our conversation is coming to the end and i want to just before we leave talk about your business which is brain buzz tutoring just give me a little more information on your tutoring company
0: Brain Bus tutoring to help students reach their full potential academically. In doing that, we tutor K through tenth grade, sometimes testing subjects as well. I have nine tutors. Some specialized reading and writing and math. They range from instructional coaches to master teachers, certified teachers. We definitely have high quality teachers. We tutor virtually, and some of us are transitioning into in person. We're also looking to be able to provide opportunities for companies and businesses to sponsor low-income students to be able to receive tutoring because, as we know, all parents cannot necessarily afford that. So we want to provide those opportunities in which everyone is able to receive high-quality tutoring. With COVID happening and virtual instruction, I'm sure parents have a whole new appreciation for teachers and anyone working with students. And like I said, I'm very passionate working with students. I'm passionate about my parents and having those relationships. So BrainBuzz tutoring serves to be the Chick-fil-A of tutoring. We want to make sure we're systematic, we're giving pre- and post-data for our students, we're doing informative assessments. We're doing high engaging sessions. We want we want to have surveys after the fact. We want testimonials. We want it all. So I just really want to stress anyone who's looking for tutoring for their child, maybe for your organization, your agency, your district, your group home. We are open to doing that as well.
1: And you are also virtual, correct?
0: Yes, we are. We are virtual. We are also in person and virtually we are across the United States. We are currently tutoring a student in Chicago, St. Louis, I want to see Dallas, Arizona, and we also have some consultations from like the Midwest.
1: Excellent. Good thing it's an international podcast and anybody from the world could reach out to you. The wonderful thing about that is reading and writing is reading and writing. If you are looking for an amazing tutoring company, I recommend Brain Buzz Tutoring. From Miss okay. Patience Edwards. Edwards, where can our listeners find you at?
0: You can find me on Facebook, Patience Edwards, or you can also find me at Buzz Tutoring on Facebook, IG, Brain Tutoring, And yeah, patience.adventurecreativematerials.com. You guys can find me on social media. If you're looking for me, I'll find you.
1: So okay. also, too, we have a magazine that we publish as well. It's in our Flipboard EDU magazine. And we'll... Publish those links for your company and your information. We'll put that in there as well. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Miss Edwards, we so appreciate you coming to the show. Thank you for taking time to talk with us and you have a great day. All
0: right. Thank you, Mr. Jeffrey. Thanks for having
1: me. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for flip tips. Today's flip tip is brought to you by my homegirl Terry Porter, from her blog on medium.com and titled Making Flipping Easy. There are certain controls in the iOS share dialogue box that I use with a lot of Flipboards. So I change these settings on my iPad and iPhone to make flipping easy. Number one, I want Flipboard to be my primary app of choice for sharing. Those app icons in the share dialogue box are movable. Just press the icon, select and move it. Number two, There are certain share options only available in Flipboard. These include promote to cover, which moves an image you flipped into your magazine to the cover of your magazine. And you can remove from your magazine, which gives you the ability to remove a flip. Shout out to my homegirl, Terry Porter, for that flip tip. Thanks, Terry. Flipboard fam, thanks for sticking with me in this episode. I want to thank Patience Edwards for taking the time to talk with us about planting your seed in the right environment. I also want to wish everyone who is going back face-to-face this week a healthy and safe transition. I also want to give a huge shout-out to Aileen Laylor and Crystal Vanderboom for the editorials on the Flip ED Educators blog and help with the podcast. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and share it with a colleague. Next week, we'll speak with Monica Nahas about incorporating video conferencing in the classroom. See you next time, Flipboard fam.